Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group. I'm so excited to be again producing and presenting this next part of our podcast series. And today we're going to be talking about, you know, what does it actually take? Just to think about it is mind-blowing. The structures, all the moving parts that need to be a solid foundational piece, which gives us half a chance for predictable profit. I always like to think about the Parthenon, the Acropolis, this this amazing structure in the middle of Europe, or the southern part of Europe anyway, and you you think about the the rock-solid foundations, the structure that has lasted centuries and years are no different in our business you know the building of the structures and the the ability to be predictable for profit is nothing more nothing less than being really clear about how is it that we're going to ensure that our operations the way we do the business the way we deliver the business the way we attract and recruit and ultimately attract and recruit not only customers but also team members you know the ability to be operational the ability to understand the scoreboards finance the ability and also the knowledge and what goes into buying clients and how to attract them, the marketing part of the business, the pillar of sales. I mean, you know, it's one thing to be attracting opportunity. It's another thing to helping them buy and ultimately keeping them for life. The other pillar called customer loyalty. And then last and most importantly, the pillar of team, not the ones that we start out with, the ones that have got just arms and legs and, you know, your brother's sister's mother's father, for argument's sake, being on your team, but the team that's going to be better than you that takes this to a next level, that's about building the structures for predictable profit. It is so important to understand all the moving parts. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the six pillars, the six key pillars to be building a business predictable for profit. Ultimately, it requires, it demands an enormous amount, an exciting amount of strategic and critical thinking, asking what can go wrong and how am I going to mitigate that? Not because you're negative, but because you're trying to defend your progress and your journey towards an amazing business that becomes more and more predictable for not just success, but for profits so that it can continue to grow. It takes profits to keep on growing a business. So Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group, I'm looking forward to sharing this next part of our podcast series. Thank you. Growing structures, developing structures, and it's never an ending uh, process, that one. For growth, what sort of growth? Business growth. There's no two ways about it. There's only one or two ways to run and grow your business. You've got to be making decisions that ultimately lead to activities. Activities that in some cases will work and in many other cases will not work. The difference between the ones that work and the ones that don't is the amount of time you actually put into them. In other words, you need to review, you need to understand, you need to financially model, you need to ultimately create a plan B when it comes to structure and building structure for growth. Now, in the first phase of business, let's call it up to our first million dollars in business, you will sort of wing it. Everyone sort of familiar with that concept? You turn up, the hairdresser will open up a hairdressing business. The plumber will open a plumbing business. Ultimately, though, you sort of understand as you travel that road that everyone wants to go to heaven. I own my own business. I want to be successful. I want to be making more profit. The point of business is um, everybody wants that glorious space called free cash flow. It's the one that delivers. It's the vehicle that delivers. It's the ultimate dream that delivers the dream. 
but it's not that easy. See, growing a business means you need to go to the cliff's edge as often as you need to and understand that you've got two choices at the cliff's edge, which is all about taking risk, by the way. You're either going to fly or you're going to die, and that's just the way it is. See, business is about brutal truth. Business is about it's working or it's not working. It's also about what am I doing about it? So when you're building structures for growth, and we're going to cover off on a few tips. So growing a business requires a few key strategies. Growing a business is also about understanding what are the fundamentals that I need to master and continuously have an appetite for education. See, the unknown, which is where fear and procrastination generally hang out, there are people that have already crossed that bridge that for many of us is deemed to be the scary bridge. See, if you were driving down the highway and someone was running back towards your way, clothes torn, blood pouring down their face, looking like they're just death warmed up, and they waved you down, would you just ignore that person or that situation and keep on driving? If you could see smoke in the forward, in the, in the forward part of the highway you were driving down, would you ignore that? Yes or no? Now, some of you would, some of us would but many of us wouldn't. You would actually pull the brakes up and say, hey, what happened? And if that person said to you, do not travel down this road, you will die. This road is not the road you need to travel. Would you ignore that person? So for many of us, we're on a highway called business. And there's things ahead of us that we generally don't have the answers for. Now that's okay because every one of us is on that journey, regardless of our level of experience and skill. I'm on that journey. There's days where I don't know what's ahead of me, for which I have a very close and trusted advisory team, and they're trusted because they've been down that highway. They understand with objectivity what needs to and what is more probable for success. Because building structures for growth, there is no such thing as a 100% guarantee for anything. But what there is, is a risk with a clear understanding for reward. And if you take a risk, and decide to ignore the person that's just almost died and think you can beat that traffic, you can beat that highway, the chances are you won't. But if you can have a conversation with someone that says, don't go down this highway, I know another track that you can go down that will also get you there, take you just a little bit longer, but when you get there, you'll be three times stronger or better or you'll arrive alive. <laughs> will you ignore that advice? So building structures for growth ain't just about how good you are at rolling the dice. It's about understanding that you're going to get the double sixes before you've even rolled the dice, with a chance that there might be a five or a four or a three on the second dice, but the six is definitely turning up. Does that make sense? That's called strategic critical thinking, which is a key component of moving your business from stage one to stage two, and ultimately stage three and stage four, which is a business that is over and beyond the $25 million mark. So you need to understand that. In saying that, there are six key pillars when it comes to fundamentally growing your business that is going to be predictable for profitable growth. Because the one key thing we all have in common in this room, regardless of our business or our choice of vocation, is we all are brothers and sisters to the one thing called free cash flow. And I use that term these days because it's a, a little more palatable because some of us get really scared about the real word, which is profit. So I want to know how many times you use the word profit in your day-to-day -day existence in business. I need to understand that because that is the driver. Without profit, you cannot 
continue to build structures for growth because you've got to be building structures for survival. Does that make sense? Two different mindsets, guys, survival or thriving. You need to make a choice. So these are the six pillars that give us predictable, predictable outcomes. It's about mastery. The first one, and almost the most important for which most of us do not put enough time into, is the operational aspects of our business. How is it going to go from point A to point Z? Who is the target market? How is it that we're going to, um, I guess, generate an interest and ultimately help them buy? Who is it and how is it that we're ultimately going to know that our scoreboards are moving forward? What sort of people do we need on this team? Where is it that we're going to grow our business from in terms of location? Are we going to multiply and diversify? That's all operational stuff. The other most important thing as a, as, as a fundamental pillar right up front is finance. Understanding your numbers. Understanding that the brutal truth and the language of business is numbers. And your inability or your denial and sometimes our ignorance of not understanding the numbers is what gets in the way of going to a cliff's edge and saying, oh, I'm not going any further. I am not going to roll this dice any further. I've just got to my point of paying the rent and there's still one day left in the month. I am not going to risk that. You need to know where is your break even at a certain time of a day, of a month, of a quarter? And you also need to know that at that point, inclusive of a lean profit, is the time to pull out the drinks with flowers in them. You need to know where your break even point is every month. Now to understand that, you need to understand a few more numbers to make that relevant. So a very important pillar in building structures for growth. Because if that one is not confirming that we are moving in the right directions, then you've got some work to do. You've got some gaps that need a little, I guess, filling or some polishing in the business that needs to be created and confirmed to get the clarity of where are we going and what's it going to take to get there. The next fundamental pillar is this one of marketing. Now, you'll notice that marketing is the third pillar, not the first. What do we do as business owners predominantly? We go with marketing first because that's the one that ultimately we get excited about. It's the one that's a lot of fun. It's also the greatest reason for why four out of five businesses go broke every so often. So marketing is the third pillar, but when, we, when did we decide as to what are we marketing and who are we marketing to? When did we decide that? Back here, in the operational side. In understanding how is this business going to work? Once you've got an understanding around who is it that we need to keep on attracting and who is it that we need to get sticky with, then it's about, okay, how am I making it easy for them to buy? How am I making it easy for my future clients to buy? See, it's never on your timeline, guys. But who controls the timeline? Who controls the process, the system, the operational aspect of sales? One of the most important systems in a business one of the important structures in a business is this structure called sales. In fairness, it's the only thing that puts money in. Everything else takes it out. And if you are not deliberate and okay with having a conversation around sales, then you're going to be in a position of bother. But the mastery is how do you build a structure that makes it easy for people to buy? And what I mean by that is you don't sit back thinking, okay, I'm really good. They're going to come, they're going to come, they're going to come. No, in 2015, this is a go-to market. So, 
just needs a bit of focus, needs a bit of fine-tuning, it needs a bit of belief, but it needs you to go to a market. There's no such thing. I mean, I was on the ABC last night and there was listeners from all over Australia asking questions. And the biggest question of all is, how do I get out of this rut? And the best answer of them all is, what are you doing about it? Which is not even an answer. How am I going to get out of this rut? Well, first thing you should do is get rid of the shovel. No use being in a hole and keep on digging, right? You've got to get out of a rut by getting proactive. The biggest proactive system of them all is here, right in there. Fourth and fifth is all about continuous loyalty. Loyalty for your existing customers, loyalty for your existing team, continuing to build something that's got traction, something that's got predictable written all over it. See, if I'm building clients for which I'm defining them as A graders and B graders, do I need many more clients in my tribe unless I'm going for growth at a certain point? Do I need many more if I do a really good job at customer service, at customer delight, more importantly, customer delivery? Do I need many more clients if I've got that working for me? The answer is generally no. Do I need to communicate with them and to them what is coming next and what is befitting for them? Upwards or downwards on a menu makes no difference. A client is a client. You should have a zero prejudice for what your clients buy from you. You should just provide a menu board and give them choice and being really good and clear in your structured communication with them as to what it is that they should be considering in the next step. Does that make sense? That's all about loyalty. So if you get really good at loyalty, customer loyalty, how much more money do you need to be investing in marketing? Six times cheaper to keep the customers you've got. Now that's a stat from somewhere, who knows? But in 2015, you get that one right, you're building something that's gonna stand the test of time. You're building something that's gonna have exceptional, exceptional goodwill. So when I buy businesses, I don't buy them on anything other than their database. I don't care how good the operator is because he's not gonna be there when I buy the business. I'm going to put in my jockey to ride that pony because I know how to win a race, so therefore loyalty is what I know I can build. I know what it takes to build a business that surpasses the initial owner's dream. And it's all about how good are they, how great is management and creating um, loyalty within their customer base. How good is management at holding team that we're continuously investing in, so therefore we're not having churn and burn. So you churn and burn with your team, who's in most cases at the front line of delivering customer service and customer delivery, churn and burn there is very expensive. So you gotta do whatever it takes to be recruiting better. You gotta be doing whatever it takes to be training better. You gotta be investing in your people so that you have continual growth, generational growth, without you needing to be everywhere. Does that make sense? So as you get loyalty, you will also understand that the level of people that you are bringing into your business, your team, is also growing to another level. They are at some point, and how exciting is that, going to be better than you? I know. Oh, you want to be the star of your show, and that's okay. But what is way better is um, running a Hollywood movie that doesn't just have you being the solo uh, you know, star in the show. It's about running a business that's not all about you. So building a team is the sixth and most important pillar when you're building a business that's structured for growth. You cannot do it on your own. One of the key fundamentals in business in, in a global sense is this concept of leverage. Other people's time. And your ability to keep on getting better effectiveness and efficiency and productiveness 
And productiveness does not mean get them working harder, get them working at their greatest hourly rate and let someone else take care of something else that they should not be doing continuously. It's all about delegation, okay? So these are the six key pillars for growing a business for future growth. So you need to be predictable for this beautiful thing called profit. Isn't that cool? So they're the six key pillars. In saying that, let me paint it for a different light. There's three key circles that must be always considered when you're making strategic, critical thinking decisions about structural growth in your business. This one here is sales and marketing. That one there is operations and that one there is finance admin. When you're making decisions around structural generational growth in your business, I'm not talking about the day-to-day -day decisions so that we can get to the end of the day and make sure we're paid the rent and the salary. I'm talking about structural growth that takes you from phase one to phase two, phase three and beyond. Getting ready for taking on a globe that's so ready for us right now. There's never been a better time in Australia than the time is now to grow a business that you go global with. And that's a scary thought for some of us because we can't get our local area right. But that's okay because everyone started there. You've got to be thinking big. You've got to be thinking bigger. And not be taking unnecessary risk. Take a risk that is considered with these three key areas. Sales and marketing. Who are we attracting and how easy are we making it for them to buy? How are we delivering on time and on budget? Consistently and just a little bit more than what I promised for what the customer bought. See, some of us go right out of our way to deliver the full hog when they didn't buy that. Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you deliver the Grange bottle of red when they ordered a Coonawarra at 40 bucks? Why would you do that? Why would you even have it on a menu board if you weren't prepared to have it as an offer, as an option, as something that you could communicate and help someone buy that level? So you've got to be careful what it is that you deliver and this whole... I guess aspect of under-promise and over-deliver can be misunderstood and ultimately cost you this thing called profit. You've got to be very careful how you communicate and ultimately structure what it is that people buy from you and ultimately have a no prejudice model in your business for your menu boards. Allow people to come in and buy at whatever level they need to. You will be, as the professional, assisting them to make the right decision, but it's never your decision. Does that make sense? It's always their decision. So, when we, when we attract them, when we make it easy for them to buy and they're ultimately being delivered on time and on budget, there are two parties that are profiting here. The first party, the first party, and this is why it's a structured approach, the first party is always the customer. Well, that's what the books say. No, the first party that must profit must be the business so we're here next time when they come to buy from us again. If your business is not making profit, or structured for profit, you won't be here to serve that customer again, which is an indictment on serving that customer. Does that make sense? So the first party that must profit is your business because you won't be here next time they come if you don't. So therefore, there's two parties that profit. First is the party that's called our business and the second and the most important, let's call it on the external perspective, is the customer. When we are attracting them, making it easy for them to buy and we're delivering on time and on budget for two parties, Therefore, we confirm in finance that this is commonplace here. The, 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 I guess the common aspect of these three key circles, which is where it all fits together and it's synergistic in this place called profit. You cannot make decisions about your growth without 
considering and ultimately confirming through strategic and critical thinking what is it that I need to attract, how is it that I'm making them to buy, how is it that we're going to deliver efficiently and effectively and build a reputation with so that they keep on coming back and buying from me. Because when they keep on coming back and buying from me again, how much money did I need to invest to buy or sell the customer the second time? Zero. It's my investment in my team and my structures to ensure customer loyalty. It's my investment and my structures in growing a team that will deliver more and more with less and less needing to be invested to buy new customers. Does that make sense? And this is why those three key areas, when you're building structures for growth, are critical. When it comes to your operational structures, your people in your team, the people that you lead, and let's just make one thing very clear. If you are not leading, if you are not leading, no one is following. There's a structured approach. Is it easy, guys? Is business easy? There's a question. So, just as we come to some sort of conclusion with our brain stretch, what it comes down to is you've got to be clear about how this business is going to flow. What does it stand for and which is the reputation that we wish to build for the market that we wish to serve? Business flow. Ultimately, once I've understood that, I've got to be really proactive in creating consistent lead flow. Lead flow is the ability to attract your future A graders and making it easy for them to buy. When we do that, we then ultimately now need to deliver. This is a very important aspect of your business. This one defines where you'll be and where you need to be and the gap in between. If there's a gap that's in the negative, you've got more work to do in lead flow. Which one's a better problem in terms of building a business? I've got way too much business to deliver or I don't have enough business to deliver? Which one's a better problem? Too much. When's the right time to know you've got too much? When's the right time to know you've got too much? See, if you're in your first phase of business, if you're in the first million dollars of turnover in your business, that we're talking aggregated, we're talking one year, annualised, right? If you're in your first million dollars of turnover in your business, when are we making decisions about, holy moly, we've got too much business to deliver? When do you think we're making decisions, strictly speaking? Something called a seesaw, guys. It's pretty easy, this answer. At the 11th hour, we don't think about what, what's going to happen when we get too much business. What generally happens when you're a smaller or a, I guess, an immature business in terms of um, running a business as it should, not immature in the years that you've been running it, what generally happens, what generally happens in, in a smaller business? Let's go and chase all the business, then we'll go and deliver all the business. Shit, now we don't have enough business, we better go and chase more, better go and deliver more. So you're playing the seesaw. That's okay for a moment in time. It's not okay going forward. If you're truly going to be a benchmark business and continue to grow something that's going to be a legacy business, you're going to continue to grow something that at some point someone's going to turn up and pay you a 7, 8, 10 multiple to buy this business from you. The 11th hour decisions are not exactly the right decisions. Now, there are elements of 11th hour decisions, yeah? But these are not the ones you want to be doing. These are big, chunky decisions for which you need to be making a lot sooner. So... Business flow, understanding from A to Z, how's this thing going to work? Lead flow, I need to attract them and make it easy for them to buy. Now I need to deliver. Most importantly, if I'm delivering every other day, what do you think becomes my best friend? If I'm delivering every other day and I'm invoicing, hopefully, not getting around to it at some point when my wife or my husband can do it after hours who's got no idea about invoicing, this thing here happens. Consistent cash flow. I can guarantee everyone in this room because I've walked this walk and I continue to walk this walk. When cash flow is going okay, so is the lines on your forehead. 
More importantly, so is the 2am sweat bead. Cash flow is the biggest killer. It's the one that will keep you awake and keep on making you create knee-jerk reaction that are not going to be conducive to profit. So, where does it start, guys? It starts with lead flow. But not just any type of leads, not any type of clients, not any type of future clients. You've got to be really clear about the ones you want to build your business with. That's called a structured, educated approach. That's called a deliberate, I'm going to invest a lot of time thinking about this so I'm clear about this, and I'm going to test and measure this. I need to have the data that we're on the right track. Because there are aspects to an A grader that make it very clear for you if you get deliberate around this versus being knee-jerk about the most important thing in your business. This defines you in the future. This ensures that this turns up and hangs around for a long time for which the baby of them all turns up being profit flow. See, profit flow is when you don't have two great months and you made profit and then the next three months are bad. So you need to, I guess, take out of what it was surplus cash, otherwise known as your profit, to fund your overhead for the next three months that were down. So profit flow is when we can confirm it is predictable and it's turning up and now we can grow or invest or do whatever we need to do to keep on growing the business, which then gives us the ability to have dream flow, right? If you have a dream about this business, if you most important, let's use the real word here, if you have a vision about your business and you walk and talk and you inspire and enrol and bring people with you, that is something you are responsible to deliver on. Does that make sense? So for many of us, what do we do when we know the power and the weight of having a dream? We avoid having a dream, which means we're having a? Bingo. So this whole thing works up, guys. And when we get to this aspect of dream flow, for which I now can serve my personal and my professional goals, what happens at a certain point when we're now structuring for the next, the next growth path? We need to go back to the start and reinvent or keep on bringing the positive DNA of this business and what it's currently at in phase two and phase three to how it's gonna to continue to grow. So for some of us, what was an A grader, let's say three years ago, is no longer an A grader now. What was an A grader in, in, in 12 months ago is no longer an A grader. Does that make sense? So you have gotta continuously be on the go with this. Our Board of Directors 12 program, this is the spine. This is the core of what we do and how we take our businesses from point A to point B and beyond. Ultimately, our Board of Directors 12 program right now for its entirety has served about 180 clients, 180 businesses, for which 15% of them, 15% of them have had triple digit growth in their business, 15% of them. 60% of them have had double digit and the balance, which is approximately 25%, is currently on the way to getting really good, clear structure for double up in the next period. Does that make sense? So things don't happen in a hurry. Wow, regardless how many times I hear the, uh, the six pillars to building a business that's predictable for profit, I just, and, I've, and I share that story and I share that message, it's in both my books and it's a great methodology that we use here at Business Benchmark Group. I cannot resist learning at least one thing more every time I hear that or communicate that or spend some time in my thinking time just analyzing which part of my business do I need to be continuously working on that's going to raise the bar and increase the standard. So really, really, really love listening to that message and, and I hope you did too. So we look forward to um, hearing from you. Ultimately, feel free to fill the three-minute business health check. I mean, there's nothing better than consistently being okay with the truth as to where you are and where you could be and establishing that gap 
and ultimately moving closer towards what should be versus what could be, right? So feel free to reach out and fill that out on our website at uh, businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au and or reach out to be invited and or be considered to join our next um, M500 event. But more importantly, play the business. It's a serious sport. You need to be serious about the business. Make a difference. Make today the best day you've had in a long time. Go on and keep on building your path and on your Acropolis, your business, so that it's predictable for profits. I'm Stefan Gazagas from Business Benchmark Group, and I hope you enjoyed, as I have, listening to that podcast and the message that's within. Thank you. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts, and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.